This episode of the Franchise Marketing Show was filmed at the National Franchise Exhibition, so there might be some background noise, but I assure you the video you're about to watch or the podcast you're about to listen to is absolutely fantastic, so enjoy. Welcome to the Franchise Marketing Show. We're at the National Franchise Exhibition at the NEC. I'm joined by Alex Green from Radfield Home Care. How are you? You all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. How's the show going so far? It's been a busy show. I've spoken to lots of great people so far. Um, seems to be really good. It's buzzing the, buzz in the room, which is always what you want. Have you um, exhibited here before? We've been exhibiting at shows for quite a few years now, so since we started in 2017. Yeah, oh, nice, cool. And how, um, tell us a bit about Radfield. Okay, so uh, Radfield as a brand was founded in 1982 by my parents, it was a care home. Um, and then uh, my sister Hannah and I grew up in the care home uh, working with our parents. And then in 2008 we branched into home care. Um, we built a successful home care business and then we decided to franchise in 2016, 2017. So we've been building our franchise network from there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we've come from. We've, we've always been based in the private sort of quality care space. Um, so that's what we look for is finding franchise partners who kind of get the same, have the same ethos, understand care from the same perspective that we have, um, and want to build a successful business. Really. So you mentioned like your franchisees there. What, what's the typical background of, of your franchisees? Typical background, I mean, there's no typical. Um, they come from all different sectors. So we've got people from accounting backgrounds, medical, pharmaceutical, military, catering, you name it. I think the, the, the commonality is people who want to make a difference, who want to build a business for themselves, people who really get quality care. So there's often been a touch point with care at some point. Um, but then also people who have some kind of leadership. They want to build their own thing and lead their own team. They're the sort of similarities we see. And then in terms of like what a typical day looks like for a franchisee, like what, what does that involve? Typical day for a franchisee is it's, it's about leadership. It's about, you know, our franchise partners are the ones that open the door in the morning and they have to bring passion bring motivation and lead their team. So, you know, it starts before they open the door. They have to kind of know what they're doing uh, in terms of driving and motivating that team because, you know, the passion we have, we communicate to them and they have to communicate that to their team. Um, so that's the, that's the primary job. But then it's really about networking and building the brand locally and becoming known as a, a leader of quality care in their own community. Um, so, you know, supporting the care, making sure it's of the, of the standards that they want. Um, and supporting each other as well, that's a big part of the role. What, how, does that, the, the, how do the franchisees help each other? Because I know within franchising, um, there's a lot of like inter-franchisee communication and they help each other. How does that kind of work within Redfield? Yeah, I mean, I mean it, the, the peer network that you get as part of a franchise is invaluable. And I think it's probably not the most kind of valued thing. People think it's the brand and all you know, the national office support, and they're all really important. But you know, one of the key things to get you through those tough days is being able to pick up the phone to someone down the road or someone up the country who's been through the same problems that you're facing now and has succeeded. You know, and there's nothing like sort of hearing it from the horse's mouth, and that's what they value the most. Um, so you know, that's what we encourage our network to do is to support each other because they're in the same brand; they're not competing with each other, and that's what makes all the difference. You know, is the ability to have a chat with people who've done it before and get that motivation. Yeah, that's one of the things I think is really good about franchising is that it's not something I really realised when I first started working within franchising is that there's communication between franchisees, yeah. uh, but also between the new franchisee or an existing franchisee and head office. How does that communication work as well? How does that help? So with the new franchisee working with the national office team? Yeah, or even yeah. like an existing franchisee, how does head office help 
franchisees. In many, many, you know, different ways. So I think when, when someone starts with us, they start their journey as a franchisee, there's a lot of really intensive support, whether that's sort of classroom-based traditional type of learning, in the field learning, so we have teams that go out and work with them in the field. And we, we stagger our training so it's delivered at the time when they need it. And if you overload someone with tons of training at the beginning, they've forgotten it six months later when they need to know about that thing. So our, our training flows along with the journey. Um, so, you know, so it, it's a real range of support. And then, and then that changes as time goes by. So as the franchise partners build their skill and as they become more confident, the, the, the needs that they have change. So, you know, we, we flex the support we, we want to give. So we, we have a, a really big national office team. We have 16 people in our team. Um, who all work to support the franchisees. We have a compliance team to work on the care side, a quality team. We have a marketing team to help grow the business, uh, a finance and um, business management team to help them grow their business and understand the HR, the financial. So, and that support comes in through structured training, structured meetings, ad hoc training, webinars. You know, you know, so much support though. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of support. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. And how does um, how would a franchisee typically see their business grow over times over one year, two years, five years? How, so what do they expect to see? Yeah, I think really, you know, we need to manage expectations really well because it's you know, no one starts a business and has it as an overnight success. You know, and even those ones that look like an overnight success are always you know years of hard graft and failure yeah. behind it. I mean, having a franchise model means you avoid a lot of the pitfalls. Um, but typically, we'd say year one is you know you're not going to you're not going to break even in year one. It's about laying the foundations and building the business. You know, year two is about sort of getting over break even, being sort of month by month cash flow positive, and then year three is looking at sort of full return on investment. So that's kind of how we lay things out. But you know, and the, th the first three years are the hardest three years. You know, you can expect to be working really hard through that period to get the business to where it needs to be. But once it's there, then it's very much to kind of about working on where you want to, the goal setting, where do you want to take the business, how big do you want to be, you know, what do you want to do with the business. When you talk to franchisees, is there a typical reason across the board why they joined Radfield, or does it vary from person to person? I think people have different reasons. You know, That's always an interesting question. I, I love yeah. hearing the answer to this. Okay, I mean, the, I think the, the sort of global average length of franchise agreement is seven years. And the average length of most marriages is less than seven years. So, you know, you've got to go and sort of work out the sums on that. But, you know, what it means is if you're going to go into a relationship with a franchisor for seven years, you've got to get on. You know, so the first lesson is people. Get on with the people. Make sure you can work with them, trust them, that you like them. You're going to be spending a hell of a lot of time with them. So that's the number one sort of thing I would say to people is, you know, don't, don't be going into that relationship for seven years with people you don't come to jail with. Um, you've got to have passion for the brand, you've got to get on with the people or you won't make the most of it. Yeah, nice. I've got some quick fire questions for you okay. now as well. So these can be as quick fire or not quick fire as you want. Okay. Um, so here we go. Um, if you were going to become a franchisee of any other brand, who would it be and why? Okay. Uh, any other brand? I think um, it would be something working in the sort of coaching sector. You know, that's, that's basically what we do. You know, we, we do run care. But now, as a franchisor, we are coaching people to set up businesses. So it would be, it would be definitely something in that sector. Action coach, for example, that, yeah. that kind of thing where you, know, you can help other people improve their businesses. So your role would have massively changed from when you first started to when you went into franchising. It's, you you have to learn a whole new business. Yeah. You, know, you, you become a, an expert at running a care business, but being a franchisor is You're very different. people, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, 
that's the nice thing about franchising is that there's tons of brands in the room um, and we don't really compete with most of them and we all have loads in common because we're all franchisors first it doesn't really matter what you're doing the skill set of a franchisor is the skill set of a franchisor so we can all help each other and there's been loads of examples where people have helped us on our journey and now we're starting to be able to help other people on their journey and that's the great thing about franchising as a sector nice. um, and then who within the franchising sector do you admire or are most inspired by and why? Okay, um, that's an easy one for us. Um, home Instead pioneered franchising for the home care sector in the UK. Uh, Trevor Brocklebank did an amazing job building that brand. Um, we follow in their footsteps as a high quality care provider. You know, we've always looked up to those guys, so yeah, no brain. That's a good answer. Um, if you could change anything about the franchise sector, what would it be? I think I would say it's, it's public perception of franchising and understanding the real benefits of franchising. Yeah. I think you know people, people think they know what franchising is uh, and that's usually it's McDonald's. It doesn't go much further than that. Franchising is a much sort of wider, deeper sector and the benefits of franchising are massive. Um, you know, I could talk all day about that. You know, but the success rates of franchise businesses as compared to independent businesses, the network you build, the community you build, the support that you get, I mean, it's a really powerful thing. And I think you know, if we could get more people to understand that, then you know, that would be fantastic. Yeah, it's something I'd not really, I didn't really think about until I started working within franchising. Then suddenly I, I noticed, oh, that kids, fran that kids group that I, my son goes to, that's a franchise. Yeah. That van that's gone past, it's yeah, like yeah. cleaning, that's a franchise. Yeah, yeah. And I do my wife's heading because I'm like, that's a franchise, yeah, that's yeah. a franchise. <laughs> and she's like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just pointing out, oh, I know, I know them. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Like when, you, when you're in it, you, you appreciate it more and you notice you it do, more. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, it's something that not, no people outside of franchising don't really realize. Yeah. Um, reflecting back, what would you tell your past self about the most surprising thing you'll find out about franchising? So um, basically, what would you tell your past self about the most surprising thing that you'll find out about franchising? What would I tell my past self? Yeah. Most uh, I think I was guilty of not really understanding franchising before we got into it. Okay. Um, and then you, you go on a learning journey and uh, you learn so much. But I think, I think it's what we were saying before. It's, it's those sort of extra benefits that come from franchising. Um, and the public perception that people have, you know, I think if it's done well, I mean, you know, I hear when franchising is done well, it's they call it win-win-win. So the customer wins because they get a fantastic standardised quality service. Franchisee wins because they get the support of a model. They get more success than an independent business. And the franchisor wins because it's a way of getting your brand known much wider. Um, when it's done badly, it's a lose-lose-lose. So if those relationships break down, the customer has a really poor service, franchisor doesn't have the support they need, uh, and the franchisor wins, uh, loses because you know the, the, the network isn't engaged and everything breaks down. So I think understanding that, that mutual relationship in franchising is that we only succeed as franchisors if our franchisees are successful. And you have to invest so much as a franchisor into that relationship and that support. And I think there are still franchises out there that maybe don't understand that. Um, and that would be something I'd definitely you know, make sure I knew when we started the journey and do more of it. So what made you want to start franchising then? Because you were running a successful yeah. uh, 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 nursing home, care home. Care what home, you, care businesses, yeah. Yes, what made you want to look to franchising? I think what, what we realised is that the when, when you've got a really good franchise partner, 
they're invested in the business in a way that an employee is never going to be invested in that business. It's not just financially, it's, it's the commitment, it's the passion, it's the drive to make that business successful. And, and care is such an important thing to get right. You know, if, if, if you get it wrong, people's lives are really impacted. So if we want to sort of open a Radfield 200 miles away from where we are, how do we really manage that quality? And the best model is franchising because we, we find franchise partners who we know are going to manage that quality on the ground and have a real passion for that quality. You know, if we just employed that person, it's not to say they wouldn't do a good job, but it's not the same. So franchising is a really important method for us to kind of guarantee quality within the network. Because they're actually really buying into it, they're putting their money down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, what, what do you most enjoy about being part of the franchise community? Uh, I think for me it's the support you get from other franchisors. Um, it's that kind of non-competitive nature, we're all doing the same thing and, and if you rock up to most franchisors and say I've got a problem with something, they'll jump in and help you. And I think I've seen in the, in the last few years that's really growing, you know, that community's growing so the events that happen around the exhibitions uh, really help to build that sense of community. You know, we know loads more people in the sector now than when we started. Um, so I think that's that's the key benefit really is it's just working with other franchisors. I never really thought that franchisors talk to other franchisors. I knew like franchisees all talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah. We, I mean we do. We, you know, we've learned from other people so much, and you know we hope other people have learned from us. Um, and it's always great to give people a leg up if you can. You know. Yeah, nice. um, what one thing would you do as a sector to improve the awareness of franchising? This um, is everyone wants to know this because it's yeah. a big problem. That's, that's, the, that's the tough problem. Yeah. I think it's... I mean, the only way you can improve that is to get people to understand it. It's sharing more stories. It's trying to get more sort of coverage out there about the success stories of franchising. Um, it's, it's a long, slow process, I think. Um, yeah, it's just talking more. And I think for also for franchisors to share share themselves a little bit more, share their successes and, and talk about why they're in franchising. And I, I am seeing it a little bit more. I know the BFA is leading on that a little bit of actually trying to get those stories of the, the success in franchising out there. Um, I don't, there's no magic wand, there's no magic bullet that you can fire to kind of make suddenly everyone go, yeah, I want to franchise, but um, you know, we just need to keep communicating the benefits. Yeah, cool. Um, what lead source works best for you in recruit, recruiting franchisees? lead source works best okay um, I don't think I could put my finger on one lead source that works best I think it's important to be across everything um, and it's it's, it's it's never necessarily the last place someone came from that it's going to be where they understood you they may have come to see an exhibition three years ago and they walked past your stand and saw you and then they went online to a directory and they saw a listing and then you know someone talked about your brand or they saw a brand pop up locally it's that kind of constant mix of you know, of communication that ends up building that reliability, that trustworthiness in your brand. Um, so there's no one thing. You know, you get a lot of leads from directories, you get a lot of leads at exhibitions, but those people that end up becoming franchise partners, I think, very much kind of do the full round. They they look at everything these days. They're looking on social media. They're looking at the directories. They're going on the website. They're looking at the video. They're you know they're sort of, it's much more holistic. Yeah, and it's nice that you do like lots of different stuff because then, like you said, they do the rounds and they. Yeah you might meet someone today and then they sign up in three years time but they, yeah, yeah. they feel like they know you by that point That's because right, they've yeah. been following they, they've you built years. the trust to kind yeah. of get in there and say actually now I'm ready yeah. so what's the best way for people to get in touch with you the best way for people to get in touch with us is probably through our website there's lots of fantastic information on there um, there's videos talking about what we do 
understanding what the care is. There's loads of information. Um, alternatively, you know, if you want to come through for a chat, um, you know, just contact us through the website. Um, there's, there's a franchise fit quiz, which is quite interesting. So if you're thinking about whether franchising is right for you, there's a, a short online form that will give you loads of really useful pointers. Um, so I'd recommend people go on there. That's um, www.radfieldhomecare.co.uk. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate Very it. Very welcome. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cool. That's it. All right.